Hare Krishna. Good morning. Welcome to Make Japa Great Again. <clears throat> Just turn off the chanting for a second so I don't want to talk over Prabhupada. Thank you. Prabhupada chanting, could you turn up for a second? Frame or be framed, there's a way in which we're always being enticed as living entities to adopt new perspectives. I listened to Prabhupada this morning, he was saying how every living entity is unique and individual, therefore we all have different ways of seeing things and even our Every, everybody's body is different too. We have different biomechanics and algorithms going on. However, adhering to a central theme, Vyavaseyatmikabudhir, being uh, firmly focused in one process, in one direction, requires inculcation. So there's a way in which remembering and hearing again and again how important it is to chant the holy names is a vital aspect of our practice. Otherwise, in due course of time, everyone gets distracted by something else, hearing other things and making a different priority. So the idea behind Make Joppa Great Again is to every day, again means starting over today. This is my main priority. And I have nowhere else to go that's productive. Nothing else will be productive unless I'm able to enter deeply within the process of connecting to Krishna through his holy name. So this is amply supported throughout the, the Shastras. For instance, Iti Murtya Abhidhanina Mantra Murtim Amurtikam Yajite Yagya Purusham Sasamyag Darshana Puman Narada Muni says in the first canto fifth chapter that the main process for seeing Krishna directly is through chanting his holy names. He's most present in his name, in his mantra. And Rupa Goswami says the holy name of Krishna is not different from him, but there is a difference, and that is that the name is more diff is more merciful than Krishna himself, because he reaches out to us in that unique way wherever we are. So remembering that and also helping other people come into the practice is helpful for us because as we help other people come into the practice of chanting the, the holy names and especially getting to 16 rounds, which is no small thing in this age where there's so many distractions and so many other obligations. So I just had a few ideas. I, I wrote a, um, just an outline of how to help somebody, including oneself, uh, get to 16 rounds. And I'll just start by saying a few of the elements. The first is to learn about the glories of the holy name. As an example, there's a statement by Bhaktivinoda Thakur in which he says, Nam bina kichunahiko ora choda bhuvanamaje. There's nothing else to be had in the 14 worlds except the holy name. That's a profound statement, but it's also very focusing because my mind's always looking for something. And if you say, it's all there, right here, then it's okay. I can stay put and just chant the holy name. The second one is that there's no difference between the holy name and Krishna. Apana samsritim nama Bhagavatam says in the very beginning, in the first first chapter, the first canto, that here's where to take shelter. Hare Krishna. If you say Hare Krishna, Krishna is right there directly. There is no other shelter in this world, and that's how we get it, is through the holy name. And there's no difference whatsoever between Krishna and his name. And a third aspect of learning about the glories of the Holy Name is that the Holy Name fulfills all desires. If you have any desire whatsoever, and every living entity does because it's the living condition, then don't worry. It all gets fulfilled by Krishna, but better than we can 
do it by making separate arrangements because I don't have the perspective that Krishna has, to say the least. My, my perceptual horizon is limited, but Krishna's is unlimited. So if, if I'm able to realize that whatever I desire, even if I know, well, I have material desires, it's okay. Chant Hare Krishna and depend on Krishna. Kama Sarva Kamova, Moksha Kama Udharati, Tivrena Bhakti Yogena Yajeta Purusham Param. Bhagavatam Shukadev Goswami says, you may have all material desires or no material desires or just want liberation or just be a pure devotee. And in any of these cases, just depend on Krishna because he knows how to perfectly organize everything so that A, our material desire gets fulfilled and B, it gets fulfilled in such a way that we don't want it anymore. And then we're free from that burden of uh, and embarrassment, actually, of being attached to something that's not worthy of our stature as living entities. So I'll read the other ones in a moment, but just creating an outline so that we have a clear path for ourselves to remember, go back and read the directions. If all else fails, read the directions and remember, go through the processing in and again ourselves to stay at that level of keeping Japa as the most important aspect of our life. And the other aspect is to teach others. And if we're, if we have a, a method and we say, here are the steps, how to get into chanting 16 rounds minimum every day and how to stay in that, then it'll help us as well as we're teaching other people how to do it. What do you think? Are you buying all this? Just two comments and then we'll get to chanting. Any reflection about anything I said so far? One from this side and one from this side. Work with me. Okay. Mayank. Here comes your microphone. Hare Krishna. I really like the point where even if we are full of material desires, we can chant Hare Krishna. We endeavor so hard in our life to achieve our material desires. And instead, it's so relieving to know that we can just chant Hare Krishna. Yeah, if all else fails, chant Hare Krishna. If all else fails, and it will, chant Hare Krishna. Yeah, thank you. Okay, you're up. Bhavani Bhakti. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj. The aspect of starting every day uh, as all over again, I really like that very much because uh, we can fall down on one of the days, but if we start over again, that's a fresh day again, we still have hope. So that gives me a very positive perspective. Yeah, yeah that's why I make Japa great again. They took our thing for some political th reason, but I'm not making a big deal of it. But again means we have to start over again every single day. And remember that today is not the same as yesterday. And that's how we advance. As we st Every day we make it a compact unit. It's, I can't take anything, any credit for what I did before. Today is the day. And I start over again. And that way I can stay vital in the chanting and remember that I have to just make today the best it's ever, uh, best I possibly can make it. Jai. Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhara Shivasari Gaur Bhakti Vrinda. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare 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 Hare
Hare Krishna. So the next helpful, hopefully, aspect of getting to 16 rounds, either as one's attempting to get up to that level of maintaining 16 rounds, or was already in the practice and is following the principle that never take any day for granted, take it as a new day. Setting a purpose before chanting is very helpful. It's called sankalpa. In any practice, it's easy to forget why we're doing it or have an immediate sense of urgency that I have to do this because. And then it can come into the realm of Niyamagraha, which means I'm doing it, but only because I have some vague sense that I should be doing it because I'll feel guilty if I don't, or maybe social pressure or something. But I don't have my own internal purpose. So sankalpa means to come back and have a, a really clear idea of why I'm doing this today. So that means that before chanting, state your sankalpa, actually say it. Say it out loud or say it to yourself, to the super soul within your heart before you start chanting. And there's a couple of moods that are very help, helpful in doing this. One is expressed by Queen Kunti when she says, Janmaishvarya Shruta Shubir Edamanamadapuma Naivarhat Yabidatumbai Tom Akinchana Gocharam. This is the essence of the attitude through which one can continually practice devotional service. And that is that I don't have any entitlement. Anything, meaning any opulence that I have, including the ability to speak, or if I have a sense that I've been given some special talent in any way, or some beauty, whatever it may be, I remember that these are not mine. As Prabhupada puts it in the Bhagavatam, they're borrowed plumes. They're only here for a short amount of time, it can be reversed at any time. When I'm able to expunge from my consciousness the idea that I have something of value and come to the point of being a kinchana, which means I don't have any other refuge except for Krishna. I can't depend on any of the borrowed plumes. This state of consciousness is conducive, or I would say absolutely essential to be able to actually chant Hare Krishna. And so we have to state our helplessness to Krishna. And then the second one is the enactment of that feeling of helplessness, which Bhaktivinoda Thakur mentions in his song, Nha Shodi Maya Nashi Harinam Mahamantra Lao Tumi Mage. So Mage means to beg. If you're too proud to beg, raise your hand. Okay, don't raise your hand. <laughs> You're not too proud to beg. So it means that be a beggar. Prabhupada told, he tells about how he was planning to make a lot of money and he was in line to be as rich as Birla, as managing Bose's chemical company. The contract was almost signed. And then on a technicality, he said, I won't sign this. And he knew that a lot of other companies wanted to have him. As, as their sales manager, because he was so good, he was well known. Then on technicalities, he wouldn't sign with Bose, and then they dropped him. And then everybody else dropped him too. And he couldn't, he couldn't uh, get work. And then he said, um, he became, he, he got this sense of helplessness and just depended on Krishna. And then when he's coming across on the Jaladuta with no money and no supporters whatsoever. Everyone thought he was crazy for coming across by himself. But what else could he do? He signed his poetry, in, Your Insignificant Beggar, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. So this enactment of the feeling of a kinchana that I don't have anything, means to become an insignificant beggar. If I think that I have something, I already know this, I already know chant, I already know Hare Krishna, I chant, I'm good and we can't chant with sincere feeling. So feel helpless 
It's not just a feeling, it's a fact. And the second is to beg. You really have to beg when you chant. And if we're able to do that and teach that as the means through which to have great japa every day, then we'll be in our natural state of full dependence on Krishna. So the second aspect of getting to 16 rounds is state your purpose, sankalpa, feel helpless and beg. Take two reflections, one from each side. Jai Madhava Prabhu. Thank you very I, when you mentioned that when, when you start uh, chanting, uh, state your sankalpa and state out loud. Uh, I was thinking, I'll ask the question, can you please give few sankalpas? And that was already answered, so I was very ha happy. And I really like the point that um, inact helplessness is one thing to uh, know that you, of course, you are dependent, everything belongs to him. But I think there is you need to go a bit more deep into feel it uh, and when you mentioned it's a fact uh, that is truth so once you re like if you have not prepared for an exam and if you are going for the exam you exactly know that you are helpless and you know dependent on krishna's mercy somehow get some question which you can somehow maybe uh, multiple choice question you just select a b c d and somehow it clicks kind of so that kind of helpless where you know you're not prepared and it is mercy, you are helpless. Uh, having it, being in that mood uh, will really uh, help you dive deeper and uh, surrender and beg for service because all the service you have, He has to continue to uh, help you to retain it. Thank you for your realizations. In the discussion, where Prophet presents his life story and he says that he was dropped by Bose because he, he wouldn't sign the contract. Prabhupada says, I was puffed up. And therefore, I, I was dropped. That's why this happened. And so, the, the, a pure devotee is not um, averse to taking this position that, okay, I'm puffed up. You hear Bhaktivinoda Thakur singing it in Amarajivana. He's expressing the mood of complete humility, which is, I have no qualification. Not only do I have no qualification, I have only bad qualities and so forth. And if we're able to, to embrace that and feel completely helpless, then the holy name and the, the, uh, is, is available to us because we have no other shelter. Thank you, Jai Mahaprabhu, for reminding us about how to stay in service. Okay, one from this side and then we'll keep chanting. Yeah, even I was appreciating, uh, I was remembering that we were reading uh, one time Bhakti Vinod Thakur's poem and uh, he being so exalted and he was putting himself so low and uh, so much humility in, in his poem that, uh, you know, I am the most fallen and uh, even Sanatan Goswami and Rupa Goswami, even though they are so exalted, they go to Mahaprabhu and say, like, you know, we are the most, so we deserve the most mercy from you. So we are the most qualified to get because we are most fallen. So that mood is uh, uh, like so good. And uh, even the poem talked so much about uh, um, how we should be uh, respectful for everyone else, but not expect any respect for ourselves and forbearing like a tree. So all of these qualities uh, actually the humility gives us the mercyfulness, uh, the helplessness, and all the other qualities manifest from hum humility. So it's really nice to remember these things as sankalpa, as you were saying before we chant. Thank you. It's a, it's, thank you very much. The hearing of the great acharyas like Bhaktivinoda Thakur express their humility is enticing. I know when we started reading together the Sharanagati, in the first section is all about this mood of complete humility, then everyone became attracted to it and said, how can I get that book? I want to read, I want to read such statements again and again because it, to hear someone who's of such exalted stature expressing humility and saying, I'm just an insignificant beggar, 
It opens the door for us to come into our natural constitutional position and just say, I'm helpless. And that's where we're able to make progress from. Gopremanande Haribo. Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya. Put Prabhupada back on, please. Thank you.
here just um, hear any um, reflections or realizations from the conversation or in any of your chanting this morning sharing means caring somebody behind me Maharaj, you asked that uh, while we chant, we ask for a material desire. So uh, once you acquire the material desires, or uh, do you not get the, all the anartha with it? And then you will maybe not able to chant properly? Well, I didn't say you should chant for material desires. I'd say if you have material desires, which is an existential fact of our existence, because we've Acquired modes of material nature, there may, there definitely will be some material desire. And when we start to chant, but it's not a prohibition. In other words, the Bhagavatam says, even if you have material desires, you should still chant. But the mood should be that I can't fulfill my own desires. In fact, the, the theme of the Bhagavad Gita, one of the main themes is, Arjuna's getting exactly the opposite of what he wanted. And that's how the material world works. I want something, and when I get it, I get exactly the opposite of what I actually wanted. That's material desires. They're, by definition, material desires are not fulfillable. You can't fulfill them. Nonetheless, they're there. But what to do with them? Chant. Because Krishna knows what to do with them. He knows how to fulfill your desire in such a way that you won't ask for it anymore. And so you have to trust Krishna and just say, take that step and say, I have a material desire. Please, I leave it in your hands. Kardamamuni was a pure sage. He met the Lord personally, eye to eye. And then he admitted, he said, I have a material desire. I want a wife. And the Lord said, I know that. Why wouldn't I know that? <laughs> I'm Narayan. So then he said, I've already arranged for it. And Prabhupada points out there that Who's better to arrange something for you than Krishna? You try to arrange it, it's not going to work out so well. But if you leave it to Krishna and keep saying, Krishna, please, I know this, just as Kardama said, I know people don't, uh, pure devotees don't ask for this. Gurjendra said the same thing. Pure devotees wouldn't even ask you for help. But I'm not there, and I'm in danger, so please help me. So that's what, how we process our material desires, and then Krishna purifies them for us. And that's all it comes out in the chanting process especially. Does that help? Yes. Okay. One from this side. Yes. Vicky. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank you for the really helpful uh, lecture today. It reminds me of two things. Um, one, the constitution of the beggar. I remember reading the living name with Tori and she pointed out this phrase that Sachin Ananda Swami said that chanting should be about receiving rather than achieving and the beggar is really the best receiver. And then it also reminds me of yesterday's success sadhana lecture about um, how the it's always there for us. We just have to be ready to receive it. So receiving is really one of the, um, there's a huge responsibility behind receiving. Yeah, nice points. Thank you. They're very crisp. And whenever I meet beggars and I give to them, I always think, why did I do that? And the answer is because they asked me. And if you don't ask, you don't get. So be in that mode. We have every right to ask Krishna because we're fully dependent on him. That please, please give me. You can put your hand out. Watch what beggars do. They keep following you around and going, 
And then they look, <laughs> of course, most of them, they have this thing where they, they look really downtrodden. And then you think, oh, okay, I'll help. So we actually are downtrodden. All we have to do is act in our real position and not pretend that we're, I'm all right. I've probably said the person in the hospital with tubes coming in and out, incapacitated. Someone says, how are you? And they say, I'm fine. He said, that's the fine in the material world. We're not fine. Nobody's fine here. Remember that and chant. Okay, for the close, Ashok Krishna Prabhu. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Thank you for the wonderful reminders. I just was thinking about, like, I oftentimes take um, the chanting as um, of 16 rounds as granted, right? Because as a chore, like any other chores I would do. So just like helping thinking about this, that this is not just a chore. This is the most important thing. And I need to think about it again and again, every time, every day, fresh as and do the sankalpa, as you said. So it brings to the conscious attention each time that this is not something that's happening in a subconscious mind, like I'm brushing my teeth or, or I'm bathing or, you know, something like that. It needs to be on the forefront every day. Thank you for bringing that. Yeah, thank you for bringing the point out. It's really important because it's the most amazing process and Krishna has been very kind to extend himself to us in this way. So the more aware and available we can be when we're chanting, the more advanced we'll make. And the, the guidance that I find most helpful in that is when you're chanting, be aware that you're chanting. Gopre Manande Haribo, Vancha Kopla Rishja, Kripasana Bhavani Krupashna Bhavani.